morning, everyone. We are super excited to be back um, with our second edition of um, Alliance SI Unplugged podcast. So as we mentioned on the first one, Joe will be my co-host um, moving forward. However, um, he has some exciting news. Um, his daughter is currently waiting for her two twin baby girls to be um, to be born, if you like. So he won't be joining me, it'll just be myself. Um, but I'm excited to welcome Viron Tan to our podcast today. Welcome Viron. Hey everyone, my name is Viron. Nice to meet you everyone. Pleasure to be on this um, exciting podcast journey. Thank you. So first guest, which is pretty exciting in itself, had some technical challenges, but we will get there. <laughs> um, so for those of you that do not know, um, Viron, Viron's been with the business for five years now. Five years, um, correct, yep. Since 2018. 18, pretty, yep. Pretty cool. I didn't realise that until I looked earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and started, obviously, Life with Alliance SI as a comms um, apprentice, mm -hmm. correct? Yep. Yeah. Cool. So um, today we'd just love to know a little bit more around um, the life of Viron, if you like. Um, so for those that, that don't know you, just to get to know you a little bit more. And for those that do know you, yeah. maybe they'll learn an interesting fact or two. Oh, hopefully or, uh, they, hopefully uh, they find me interesting. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, um, Viron, you have done an array of things um, and tested out quite a few things. But Going way back when, so take you back to maybe when you were nine or ten, what did you really want to do when you grew up? When growing up, I always wanted to be a police officer. Um, just the fact that I've always loved the fact of um, being able to help someone and being able to be there for someone, someone's in need. Um, but unfortunately, um, I didn't choose that career path because I did run into a few driving offences that did... Um, caused a, a delay in the application so it was a two-year delay where I couldn't apply for it so I couldn't wait two years so that that's why it led me to do doing what I'm doing now but I do have that ambition maybe one day um, I could be a police officer but as of now I'm, I'm, I'll be an alliance family member <laughs> oh, that's so nice you know and you never know right the, the career paths go in different ways and yeah. times and opportunities arise at certain points but um we're obviously glad you didn't go into the police force mm -hmm. and that you're with us now but <laughs> <laughs> you know but everything happens for a reason yeah, exactly. that's why i tell myself fate fate's playing a path for me so yeah. i'm just going for the right yeah. oh thank you for the honesty love it so my background started back when i finished year 12. i've actually started out of high school doing an electrical apprenticeship with nika and then I worked with them for about one and a half years. Ended up not really enjoying the trade purely because probably it was the company I was working with. wasn't It was a more of a old school mentality back then. And um, that kind of deterred me from continuing on my apprenticeship, especially at a young age, still deciding what I wanted to do. And then after leaving my apprenticeship, I was sat, sat at home for a little bit and then decided I needed to do something. So I went to uni, studied business, did uni for t two years, ended up dropping out because I it got to a point where I was just not, that wasn't for me. I was like, I can't be sitting at an office and I'm just doing this just to make my parents happy. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up um, kind of sitting there, kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. So I just 
hovered around hospitality, did a few hospitality, worked at Red Rooster, um, Big W and stuff like that, and ended up working at a um, charity um, uh, fundraising company as a Q, QA officer, just um, making sure the recordings were on point and then um, there was um, loud and clear. And then um, decided, well, that wasn't for me again. And then just hopped on seek and maybe decided to go, maybe I need to go back into the trade. So decided to do plumbing, did plumbing for <laughs> three weeks and that wasn't for me. And then I was like, okay, maybe I need to go back into electrical because I've always had in the back of my mind, I need to like, you know, electrical is the only trade that like kind of catches my eye. And then I've while while stumbling across Seek, I found Alliance, and Alliance was hiring a comms um, apprentice, and then I've never heard of anything like that sort when I was um, growing up. And I was like, okay, well, I'll give this a try, and then um, I ended up applying, and then here I am. The rest is history. Wow. Okay. So you, I think, and your story around not knowing what a comms apprentice is, yep. and. Um, what even um, that role is in itself mm, yeah. is, is quite common, mm. actually. And I think it, even to, even now, so take it back five years ago, yeah. a lot of people would have been in exactly the same yeah, exactly. boat. And I think it that's really interesting insight. Um, mm. So, And a key thing for us now is trying to get more visibility and awareness of what, what yeah. a comms apprentice actually is and, mm-hmm. and the career path you can get from that. Yeah. Um, Yes. Which is great. So you didn't like uni then? You nah. just had to, But two years is a good step. Yeah, line. two years. So the first year was, was going good and then that's when I started making some friends and then it was more hanging out with friends and going to your to your lectures and your tutes and stuff. The so, social side. Yeah, so I was, I was going to uni for more social than study. So And then I took it upon myself to, to bite the bullet and... And, and leave but yeah no it was it was good fun you make a lot of good good memories and um have a lot of um, good friends that you make in uni so it's, yeah. a, it's a great experience and that was um quite quite interesting even if you are just getting the social side because it's yeah. just it's building out some different life skills isn't mm-hmm. it being in different situations yeah exactly um, yeah and broadening your network which is really important mm, yeah definitely. No, it's great and so plumbing, no, you nah. <laughs> Plumbing, <laughs> I, I did that for three weeks, and it was yeah, it wasn't I wasn't really on the uh, dirty side of plumbing. Yeah, it was a big, <laughs> big eye opener. But anyone that's a plumber out there, props to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Um, well, obviously now you found your niche, then hopefully. Mm-hmm, yeah, no, but, that's good. Yeah, no, that is, that is really good. So if we were to ask, then um, obviously you did your apprenticeship. It took what two, three years. Three years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so from there, um, obviously now fully fledged tech have been for, for a couple of years now. What, um, I suppose, would a day, if we if I followed you around for a day or one of the team were, were with mm-hmm. you, what would a typical day in a life um, be, I suppose? So a typical day in a life at Alliance, it varies for different um, worker to worker, but it's a day in the life for me, it typically involves doing your toolbox talk at the start of the morning, making sure everyone's aware of what's going on. And it just comes down to pretty much running some cables. You could be working with fiber, copper cables, and you work a lot of in data centers. So doing a lot of fit outs in data centers and you get a lot of small jobs here and there that do office fit outs. But no, it's um, a lot of, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's fair enough. <laughs> trying to figure out. Um, so if you were, um, like, from the environments that you've worked in, because obviously um, 
not obviously people may not know, but you've worked right across different um, areas of the business. Yeah. Um, you're in the DC space, data mm-hmm. center space predominantly. Yeah. Um, how do you find that environment, or what's one of the environments that you enjoy the most out of all the environments that you've been in? Is mm. there um, a certain area that you prefer, or? I prefer to be in the DC environment because you've got to be very switched on. So it keeps your mind constantly active because it is a like a critical environment. So any major down like uh, mess ups could um, lead to a very big impact on not just for Alliance, but also the customers you're working with. And um, just to just being in the aircon environment also, it's a big factor <laughs> rather than being outside in the sun. No, yeah. it's, it's in, it's, and it's clean. Yeah, I it's think. clean. Definitely on a lot of the cleaner sites. So, yeah, but if you, if you come from construction looking for a cleaner site, then the DCs are for you. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you've had that experience in plumbing yeah. as well. Exactly, <laughs> even, exactly. even, even different, uh, different again. No, that's cool. Especially at the moment, how muggy and hot and oh, humid yeah. it's been. It's been yeah, it's, the weather's been um, all over the shop lately. So, yeah. it's kind of unpredictable what tomorrow's going to look like. Whereas you go in there and you know the temperature yeah, and you know exactly. what you're <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, no, that that's cool. So, um, and from that, I suppose, so your day to day can be quite quite similar. And would that be fair to say? Or yeah, you get. Um, I wouldn't say quite similar. No two days are the same here. So it's very quite interesting. So if you're a type of guy that likes to keep. Um, your mind constantly active um, alliance is the place to be because you like I said before no two days are the same you could be one day running some cables the other day you could be um, terminating some fiber or you could be putting in some um, comms racks you could be doing all sorts of things for the IT sector so quite diverse uh, yeah quite diverse um, field that to be in if you're looking for something to um, keep you interested I mm-hmm. guess Keep you engaged and keep yeah. you motivated. Motivated right? to keep, yeah. keep going. So from your apprenticeship, um, how, how did you, from the structure, etc. of it, um, was there any kind of key moments in the apprenticeship itself, so just taking, taking you back a, a couple of years, that really stood out? Um, was there any key moments or any key um learnings that you went through or train or yeah. situations that you went through in your apprenticeship which mm-hmm. has kind of set you up then for mm-hmm. you then going out and yeah. being a, a more of a lead tech yeah so coming from apprentice to a tradesman how i am now um i realized while working with a lot of tradesmen everyone works different and that gives you a broad idea on how work kind of caters to you so everyone has their own ways of doing things and and obviously you have your own way so it's quite good um while working with experienced tradesmen seeing how they operate and picking up a few things that they do that could that help you out and coming from a tradesman now seeing how i was back in apprentice it's very rewarding seeing that you came from kind of from the bottom of the food chain to someone that's leading jobs and like, you know, taking initiatives. And it's very rewarding um, seeing coming from, you know, someone that's listening from orders to someone giving orders. So it's very, very, very rewarding. And how do you, um, have you taken some, I suppose, being in that position yourself? So, mm-hmm. and now um, leading and supporting and teaching others mm-hmm. around you, have you taken a, cu- um, a couple of things 
from your experience that you can then bring into how you're teaching, mentoring, coaching oh, yeah. others? I always thought to myself, the way I teach my apprentice is the way I always wanted to be treated as an apprentice. So the way I like treating my apprentice is like, you know, even if they're first day on the job, if they have a say, be more than welcome to listen to, listen to them because everyone has great ideas. Sometimes people have ideas that, that, that don't work, but hearing ideas always always a good option to keep keep everyone's morality up and, you know, feel like everyone's um, opinions are heard. So um, just that one focus from each, um, treating an apprentice how you would like to be treated as a tradesman. It's the same same kind of concept. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the fact that everyone should and does have a voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and being able to use that voice, yeah. being empowered to actually um, yeah. say say something, maybe constructively challenge mm-hmm. or come up with a better way of doing things. And like you say, we might not always get it right, yeah. but it's just giving it a go. Yeah, giving have, it a go. Exactly and, um, right. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. So, um, obviously, work life balance is exceptionally important for mm-hmm. all of us. Um, what do you do um, to ensure that you maintain that healthy balance between work and personal? I always try to go out camping and Alliance is very um, balanced with taking time at work to uh, accommodate the work-life balance, which is excellent. And yeah, I just, when I do have, I do have my moments where work does get um, kind of on top of you and you just need to kind of refresh and reset. So what I normally do is I, I actually enjoy going camping where you kind of just zone out of everything and then you just kind of switch off and then when you come back, you feel like a new man. So yeah, that's right. that's what I normally do to help cater my mental my mental health and stuff like that. That's cool. So you go completely off grid? Yeah, or, so yeah. I completely go <laughs> off grid so no one, no one can contact me and stuff like that. Yeah, but also, yeah, no, it's... Very, very rewarding when you go out there by yourself. Just, just a sense of serenity. Yeah, that's I guess. Cool. Yeah. Uh, favorite spot that you go to? Um, place called Barrington Tops is up up in the mountains, so about four hours from here. Right. Okay. Up north, yeah. So yeah, it gets gets quite cold during winter, but yeah, it's normally cold throughout the year because it's up in the up in the uh, mountains. So yeah, that's yeah. where I normally go. Oh, that's cool. It's nice to have your spot, though, isn't it? It's yeah. nice to know um, you're in your space, mm-hmm. you're in your zone. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, I can't. I camped in the UK. I have not camped here. Uh, yeah. Um, like <laughs> camping in the UK was bad enough. I don't know how I could go uh, with the creepy crawlies uh, here. I think Australia will be better <laughs> <laughs> from a weather perspective. Yeah, we went in um in October in the UK, so it was actually quite cold. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was um. Quite, I did it a lot in my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents had a caravan as well, so oh, that yeah. would be your holidays and your summer holidays. We go into your caravan. Yeah, no. um, but you haven't done it here. Maybe I'll maybe no, I'll try it at some point. You have to give it a try. Yeah, or a camping pod, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> camping podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Um, in terms of from obviously um, the role and the work you're doing, is there a particular project um, yeah. that stands out for you? So, yeah, there's this one project that I did with um, Adam, um, I think a year and a half ago, it was in North Sydney Library. It was a migration from their old cons rack to a new rack. And just seeing the state of the old rack was just out of this world. I've never seen a rack that messed up in my life working in this industry but yeah we just um it was quite hard work we um spent 16 hours each like three days consecutive doing like 15 16 hours just to just to get this um 
rack up online because they needed um, pretty much it was controlling the whole North Sydney Library and some depots. So it was very crucial not to take any services out and make sure they came back online because all of this work was done after hours and so nothing could be impacted. But yeah, just seeing from what it used to be, from what we'd done with it after we completed a job, it was just a self of reward saying, yeah, this is, this is why I come to work every day, just to see this satisfaction and seeing the customer's reaction after seeing the old rack and the um, new rack put in place was out of this world. Just yeah. just being able to help someone and knowing that your workmanship, um, it stands out and people like, you know, appreciate your work. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I definitely, um, I, it looks like a piece of art when it's done oh, well, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? You kind of like, you sit there and you go, this is not going to look good. But then when you get around to it at the end of the job, you always you always have a self-reward like, yeah, I did that. So. A lot of patience as well, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, a like. lot of patience, yeah. A lot of lot of patience and a lot of butting heads with your colleagues because everyone <laughs> is just um, just overheated. But now you have good times and you just kind of like brush it off and make up for it. So it's all right. Yeah. Everyone's very passionate, I think. Yeah. And the passion comes in, especially when you're working in a tight space. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you, you, you're on top of one another and it's just probably finding that, yeah. that groove, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's cool. So uh, as we... This industry in itself is obviously rapidly changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every year there's there's a new technology, there's a new um, a new wave for the fourth general industrial revolution coming mm, in, yeah. AI coming in, um, which is obviously a huge hot topic at the moment mm-hmm. and something that we're all very much um, watching and, and now working in, which is even more exciting. Yeah. But for yourself, um, how do you? I suppose stay on top of like the any key industry trends or um latest developments is there some things or tips or tricks that you could then share with with others so keeping in on top of the especially in this industry where like like you said the industry is rapidly developing it's quite um important to keep on top of what's the newest technology because we work in this sector so every customer wants the newest things the latest things it's just part of nature so my, my key tip on how to keep top of things, social media. Social media is a great platform to keep keep updated on your on um, newest texts, newest um, topics that are um, getting spoken about, or even going into and speaking to customers. Customers, especially customers, they keep you up to date with their products and like what's the new move. And then it's just um, hearing like how the old technology and new technology it's working um it's it's just out of this world how everything just rapidly grows so yeah just um yeah so i reckon social media and i guess that's the only thing i think <laughs> that's your key thing isn't it that's <laughs> yeah. your key downtime <laughs> now that's fair enough and like you say everyone has different ways and it depends yeah. on on what you follow um mm-hmm. as well on your social media yeah. what social media accounts you have um there's some great things on on LinkedIn, for example, yeah. but not everyone's going to choose yeah, LinkedIn everyone. as their yeah, point. Just of. whatever platform that um, that you're familiar using with or stay up to date with. So yeah. for me, it's mainly TikTok and Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you got a TikTok yeah. account then, Vera? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I'm probably on TikTok more than uh, than anything else. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, well, well you, you never know. You might get a TikTok, a TikTok on there at some point from from us. Um, it's not something we've done yet, but uh, <laughs> you can put a recommendation in maybe. <laughs> Will do. Um, okay, cool. Thank you for that. Um, 
In terms of, so we're obviously, we're heading into January. We're doing a um, an intake of apprentices mm-hmm. in January, um, starting mid, mid to end of Jan. If you could give um, an apprentice or a, a person, a new person coming into the industry, mm-hmm. um, a piece of advice, just one piece, yeah. what would it be? Um, know what you're getting into because this is a future that kind of would set your career up. And if it's something that you do not enjoy doing, I, I know a lot of apprentices that stick through their whole apprenticeship and then get to the end of it and say, I don't know why I did that for years. So make sure you love love the industry, the apprenticeship that you're doing and try and stay up to date and keep um, studying about the trade it's to keep you interested because I know as an apprentice some days can get very repetitive where you feel like you're not learning anything and then that when you cause boredom so try try to stay um, on top of the topics and try and keep keep um, up to date with all the topics about the industry so you, you're constantly learning keeping your mind active so that way it helps you um, become a better tradesman yeah, that's cool. That's good. Good bit of advice. Definitely. <laughs> I think if Joe was here, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> he'd be saying very similar. <laughs> um, or he'd be given a story of two around what he did with um, way back when, when mm-hmm. <laughs> with apprentices. Um, yeah. But you'll hear more about that as um, as he joins me on more of these. He's got some some very interesting stories mm. to say around. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll love to hear his stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah this, one of them is around Bunnings, one yeah. of my favourite ones. Um, yeah, his his approach to, to what he did then to what he could do now is quite different. So mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting seeing the evolution of the mm, workplace, yeah. that's for sure. Um all right, cool. So I think that really wraps everything up, um, unless you've got anything that you really want, a burning question for myself or anything you'd love to know. Um, but if not, then I've got my final question, which I'm, I'm excited to hear an answer to. No. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So my parting question um, to you is, if you could choose one superpower, what would it be and how would you use it? Probably be the ability to fly. Fly. Uh, yeah, fly. Purely because every time I just look at a bird, it just seems so free. <laughs> so just being able to just get up and fly. Say you just fly, wanted to fly to the UK or America, you know, you just get up and just fly. So just just a sense of like um, just traveling. I love traveling. So being able to fly gives me that sense of being able to travel freely. So. Oh, yeah. no. Okay. Freedom and travel, yeah. basically. And mm-hmm. And soaring through this uh, Sydney traffic as well. <laughs> yeah. If you had a billet, um, superpower, what would yours be? Oh, what would, what would mine be? Oh, do you know, that's a really good question. I think, so probably quite similar in terms of the freedom, being able mm-hmm. to fly. And yeah. I think going, being able to go back and see my, fa- my family back yeah. in the UK whenever you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I think being able to transport myself into different areas, like different countries yeah. um, quite quickly would mm-hmm. be um, would be a really good one for me. Um, but, yeah, I need to put some more thought in, I reckon. <laughs> my, my second one would probably be time travel. Just always had a fond about history, just seeing the medieval days. So it's just always caught my eye. Like, if I could travel back then and see how the lifestyle is, 
compared to this current state, just seeing how their clothes, their food, they used to eat, how they used to build things. It's just quite interesting how the old days used to operate compared to now. The evolution. Yeah, the evolution, yeah. exactly. Oh, definitely. It would be eye-opening, wouldn't it? But yeah. I think it would definitely make you appreciate what we've got Yeah, exactly. And, and what they went through back then to an atheist. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be more open to that. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be be quite quite interesting to do that if if it's possible. Yeah, no, definitely. Who knows? Who knows mm. down the track at some point? Yeah. <laughs> you never ever know. Yeah, you never know. So. Or we can just keep watching Back to the Future and <laughs> <laughs> just pray that we can go back to the future. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, thank you so much for joining me today, Viron. It's been really lush having you. That's um, okay. That's a pleasure. On the podcast and and hopefully giving a bit more of um and insight into you and what um what your role is and mm-hmm. and your journey to into alliance society and where you are now um which is really cool so yeah thank you and um look forward to um catching up again soon we'll love to be back on the podcast thank you clarissa mm-hmm.